going. All right. So if you'll turn your Bibles tonight to Zechariah, that's one of them Old Testament books, one of the what they call the minor prophets, second from the last book of the Old Testament, in case you don't know where that's at. So you can turn there with me. And six verses of scripture. If you're not there, um, it will be on the screen. I am definitely an advocate of the Bible on the app. I enjoy having the Bible on the app, and I I have read it much on the on my app. But there's something about a real Bible in your hand. You need one. If you don't have one, you need to get one. Get it into your hand. You can write in it. You can mark in it. I've not done that enough, but I'm attempting to do that more. And um, it's very, very important. Let me just say this. If I'll read the scripture in a second. Um, I mentioned it last night on a little Zoom thing. Our cancel, cancel culture is trying to groom us to, to get ready to get rid of our Bibles. That's just all it is to it. They're, they're, they're trying to get rid of the Bibles. Anything that has anything to do with uh, the Word of God, uh, this, this new Equality Act, they're, they're, they've just passed. They're, they're coming after our rights, okay? They're um, preachers. And the Lord don't come back. We're going to end up in jail. So, and I, I don't doubt that at all. And uh, I know that it's going to be okay and God's going to take care of us. But let, let me read these scriptures tonight. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 1. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and the seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof, and the two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bow, and the other uh, upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said to me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Verse 6, And said, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Tonight I want to talk for just a few moments tonight on the subject of by his spirit. Everybody say by his spirit. By his spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Lord, help us tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. By his spirit. We, we are so human it's unreal sometimes, right? We do not like... We don't like to, to be out of control, and the truth of the matter is, it's a good thing not to be out of control. We need to have some good control in our life, that's for sure. But we, we struggle with the ideal of, of um, not being able to call the shots with a lot of things, uh, especially our, seem like, I want to say our younger generation, but it's not just our younger generation, it's seems like it's so many people nowadays. If, we, if we're not in control, then, then um, it makes us nervous, it makes us angry, it makes us upset. There's a lot of different emotions that's involved in that. We like to be in control of things. The problem with that, that is conflicting with God so many times because he's got this, he's got this ideal that he's God. And he, and, and he is in control. <laughs> and that's just the plain fact of the matter. He is. And so we struggle. We, we struggle with, our, uh, with things. And the truth of the matter is we can't control everything. Amen. 
even though we may try and as hard as we may try, there are some things in life that we're never, ever going to be able to control. We want to try to control other people. The truth of the matter is we can't control anybody. Now, we may, we may uh, limit some things they do, or we may uh, maybe some things like that by just, uh, uh, you know, if you're a parent, you can, you can take phones away from kids. You can spank them. Uh, they should spank them, and they should uh, put them in a corner every once in a while. But at the end of the day, that kid still is going to make its own decisions. And, and, it, and if, you, if you work at a, at a company, you know, they can, they can put things in there that limits us of what we can do. They can, uh, uh, you know, they may say, hey, we don't want you to be on your phones, or you're gonna, your break's only going to be this long. They have limitations because the truth of the matter, us as humans, we have a lot of limitations in our life. Amen. And I know that this is the 15th year our church has been here, and I've been pastoring this church for 15 years, and we have seen some great, great things happen. Amen. We've seen some miracles happen in lives, whether some be physical miracles, some be marital miracles. We've seen some great things happen, and the truth of the matter is we didn't do that, but God done that. I'm going to go somewhere here with this tonight. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm, um, I'm, very, I'm in a very different place than I usually am because this is what I'm preaching from tonight, okay? Um, I really felt strong tonight to leave the, the device to the side, and, and I'm, I'm a very note-oriented person, and I don't, I'm just going to talk from my heart tonight because there's a few things that I've heard lately that that um, that has really kind of pushed me in a direction tonight that I want to go. And I want to talk tonight about this by, by His Spirit. Everybody say His Spirit. His Spirit. You know what? I, I'd love to be able to go out there and the Scripture talks about compelling them to come into the house of God. But, but Brother David, somebody's got to want to be here, right? Amen. And I can't make anybody come to church. I can't make anybody live right. God knows I want to. God knows I want to try. I want to hog tie some people and bring them to church and say, you're going to sit there until it's time to worship. Then you're going to get up and worship. I want to take this younger generation and, and I want to beat them. Is that okay? Is it all right to say? I really just want to beat them sometimes and try to beat some sin. And I know that's not going to do no good. But the truth of the matter is, God has got a great revival for our church. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe that, that the greatest revival that Harvest House and Marion and us as a body has ever seen is, is here. It's on top of it. It has to be because Jesus is coming back real soon, Sister Janet. So I, I began to pray and seek God about this service tonight. And, and I began to get uncomfortable because I, I really felt God pushing me and leading me in this direction that I'm feeling tonight, as much as anything, is not having uh, uh, to honestly to have my crutch in front of me sometimes. And that's a lot of my notes and the stuff that I spent. And somebody says, Brother Orton, you not spend time preparing? I did. I've done a preparation a little bit different tonight than I usually do. Trust me. But I, I feel in my spirit tonight uh, that, that we have for so long been trying to make it happen. Amen. Amen. We've been trying to force some things to happen with our humanity. And I know that it's, we have got to do a certain essence of it. I know there's certain things that we have to do. Uh, we, we look at so many people in, in the Word of God. You see the young lad that came to Jesus and he presented the fishes and loaves. The disciples presented them to Jesus. There was essence that they done, parts that they done. But there's, that miracle could have never happened, yes, without the fishes and loaves. But so many times we concentrate on the fishes and loaves, Sister uh, Janet, and we forget the fact that the real miracle happened because Jesus was involved in what was going on. Jesus was the one who originated the miracle. And that's why you and I, it never could have been done without his spirit. There's no way a few fishes and loaves could have fed that many people without the hand of God being in the middle of it. Amen. We think about the woman that, that uh, um, 
in the book of 2 Kings, I think chapter 3 or 4, one of those other, the woman that her, her husband had died and they had come to get her sons and she went to the prophet Elisha and said, you know, they're going to take my sons and, and what, did she, what did he do? He said, what do you have in your house? Well, he told her, I've got some, she said, I've got some oil. We know the story. I preached about it a few times already this year. And But what happened? She went and borrowed vessels. She poured out of her vessel into them vessels. And yes, it was her oil. Yes, it was in her house. But let's not forget the fact that it would have never happened without God's Spirit moving on that oil and multiplying it. Yes, we want to have revival. Yes, we're going to have we're going to have uh, Sunday school drives like we got. No doubt, the reason that some are here tonight because we're doing a Sunday school drive. There's no doubt, the, the reason that we're uh, hoping to have more here Sunday is because we're doing a Sunday school drive. We've got to do our part. We've got to get people in the church. But let's not forget, Sister Chassie, we've got to have more than people in here. We've got to have His Spirit in the house of God because if His Spirit's not in here, it won't do no good. Praise God. Now, we may have a motivational speech and we may give some things away. People may leave here and feel better, but marriages won't be put back together. People won't be delivered from addictions and things won't happen if God is not in the middle of it. And we need God's Spirit in this house. We need His Spirit in us and we need it because it's not going to work without His Spirit. Only by His Spirit. Amen. Only by His Spirit. And this text that I read today, it's, uh, it's what I felt like going to. And, and um, basically, it's, the children of Israel had been in captivity. And, and uh, now then all of a sudden they was uh, being able to go back to their native land. And, and um, Zerubbabel, he was a descendant of King David. And he had returned from the Babylonian captivity. And he was all, it was his responsibility to govern Jerusalem. It was his responsibility to, uh, uh, God chose him to start the rebuilding of the Jewish temple back again because the temple had been broken down, it had been torn down, so Zechariah steps on the scene and basically gives him some instructions as this is the text that we find tonight in verse 6 when he said, look, it's not going to be by might and it's not going to be by your power but by his spirit saith the Lord. And I believe that this is where we have found ourselves. We have been through some dry desert things. We can almost feel like our church has been through this captivity for the last several years. And like uh, I told Sister Cheryl the other day, I said, you know what? We've been on the defense too long. It's time for us to get back on the offense again and start us being the attacker, us be the aggressor, us be doing something. You know what? And we can't do that on our own. We're going to have uh, Sunday school drives and we're going to have, we're going to get out here and knock doors, put out flowers. We're going to put out anything we can to get people to come. We're going to invite people to the house of God. We're going to do all that. But all of that is irrelevant. That's our power. That's our might. But it's going to take His Spirit in order for the revival that God wants to happen in this place to happen. Praise God. And I felt like, you know what? I feel like, almost like Zerubbabel here, the fact that we're starting to try to rebuild a, a, a temple that people can come back and they can come back in here and feel the love of God. And we can have young people that want to come back in here and, and we can see the altars full of young people rolling and laying on the floor and people running the aisles and, and people excited. But that's not going to happen if they walk in here and all we're doing is going through formalities and we're going through stuff. And, and, and you know how it's going to happen? It's going to take somebody tapping into this spirit of God. Somebody getting the hold of God and saying, God, I'm sick and tired of being where I am. I'm going to do my part, but God, I need you to do your part. I need your spirit to get involved. I need you to do it, God. Amen. 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 Yeah. And circumstances end up causing us to be at Star Bethlehem Church um, Tuesday night. We were not planning on going um, Sister Cheryl got home after six and she was tired and well some circumstances got us there and I believe it was just by the will of God that we was there and, and Brother Taylor Fish was preaching and he, he, he was preaching about Moses' rod this is where some of this stuff is that, that I'm feeling in my spirit has come from I've been thinking about this anyway and, and he got to talking about how Moses had that staff in his hand and God told him to throw it down and uh it was something that it was in his hands. He was used to it. But God said, you need to throw that thing down. 
And when he throwed it down, it wasn't until he throwed that thing that he was cleaving to down that the supernatural began to happen. When he throwed it down, it turned into a snake. We know that story. And, and God was basically saying, okay, Moses, this is how I want you to go take this and we're gonna, you're going to see the children of Israel delivered out. But, but the bottom line, he was talking about how the, fo- the, uh, the fact we get a revelation of what Moses done, that he was willing to throw down what he was used to, throw down what he was comfortable with, throw it down and watch what would happen. The supernatural began to happen. And Sister Janet, we're going to have to be willing to throw some things down that we've been so used to. We're so used to our, our, our certain spots. We're so used to our certain prayer ways of praying. And you know what? It might be time to switch some things up. And, and I, I've been feeling this so long in, in my own personal prayer life. I, I, I pray, I got certain ways I'm praying, but I'm feeling like there's a certain place that God is wanting me to get to. And Brother Texas, I, I feel like there's some uh, some things I need to just throw down. I'm not going to tell you that I walk in here Sunday won't have an iPad. I may or may not. We'll wait and see what God's going to do with that. But I feel it's so strong tonight. I just want to just take it and just lay that to the side for a second and just preach from my heart and let you know that if we're going to have revival, it's going to be by His Spirit. We're going to have to throw down a way of thinking. Throw down the way that we've been thinking about things. Put that to the side and realize that God has got something great for us. He's got something great for Marion. He's got something great for every one of us. But we've got to be willing to get out of our own selves, throw that stuff to the side and say, okay, God, I need your Spirit to take over. And, and Sister Janet, I was praying and I said, God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how... Uh, to, to bring life back to our young people and, and see the, the thriving young people that we've had in our church and, and see uh, see people that and not just young people here but young people that's serving God and young people that's on fire for God I, I'm ready to see that and I said God I don't know how that's going to happen I can't do it but by His Spirit it can happen Amen yeah. Amen I don't know what it's going to take to see some people be healed in their bodies. I don't know. I know I can't do it, but by His Spirit, it can happen. Amen. Amen. I don't know what it's going to take to to break that record back there again of 138. I don't know what it's going to take. We wonder if we can break the 38 is what we're wondering about. But I know by His Spirit, we can do it, praise God. It's only by His Spirit or we're going to have the revival that God is calling us for. Ezekiel 36 and 26, it said, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. I'm going to tell you, I look around at our generation right now and thank God, why can't, why can't we get it? Why can't we figure it out? I'll tell you why. Because we're not letting God put that new heart in us. We're not letting His Spirit get on the inside of us. We've got to let that Spirit get in us. Because this Scripture is telling us when His Spirit gets in us, it will cause you. It said it will, when I put my Spirit within you, and again, I'm talking about His Spirit, okay? By His Spirit. When His Spirit gets in us, it will cause you to walk in His statues. It will cause you to keep the judgments and and do them. It will cause, when we get a hold of His Spirit, it's only by His Spirit that we're going to see this revival that God's got in our lives. And I'm going to tell you what, there's so many distractions in our generation right now. So many distractions. We are the generation that's so distracted by 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 meaningless things that by themselves it's not gonna harm a fly. By themselves is not going to send you to hell. By themselves, they're not going to prevent you. But I want to tell you what, if we're not careful, when we begin to accumulate these things together, when we got this game that we put five or ten minutes into, and we got that game that we put five or ten minutes into, and we got this social media app that we scroll for 15, 20, 30 minutes and maybe an hour, and we've got Instagram that we scroll for a while, or or YouTube where we watch certain videos that 
that we're subscribed to. And let me take it farther than that. And we got our apostolic podcast that we subscribe to and we, we listen to and our podcast that all of a sudden if we're not careful, this thing and this thing is added up all the way throughout the day. Insignificant things and even important things that we should do. And the next thing you know, the day's gone by and more than what we've done. We've spent so much time in our spirit that we've not allowed his spirit to do the work that it needs to do in our life. And I'm going to tell you what, the revival that God wants us to have is going to require us letting his spirit do the work inside of us and us getting a new heart, us getting that his spirit on the inside of us and it's going to take us laying aside some time, hallelujah, even from our apostolic podcast that we're listening to because our brother brother uh, Nier said it so well, we can get revelation or we can hear it all we want with that inspiration, but if we never don't get the revelation, we just got that, how, how they do it? inspiration obedience we may inspire us and if we're only inspired by this foot we're going to keep walking in circles I can listen to that good podcast oh that sounds good but if I don't let his spirit praise God to motivate me into obedience I'm not going to be doing nothing but walk in circles but once I let the inspiration take over with obedience then I'll start walking in a place where his spirit is leading me and not my spirit leading me because when it's my power and my might it's not going to get done but when his spirit hallelujah is working in my life and working in our church we're going to see a revival like we've never seen before so let, let me read the rest of this right here in Ezekiel he said and you shall dwell in the land I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God and this is after he's given us a new heart and he's put his spirit on the inside of us. And we're, it causes us to walk in his statutes. It causes us to walk in his judgments. And he goes on to say in verse 29 uh, of Ezekiel 36. He said, I will also save you from all your uncleanliness. I will call you. I will call. I will call the, um, for the corn and will increase it. Do you hear that? Let me say that again. He said, I'm going to save you from all your uncleanliness and I will call for the corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. Amen. Now we're looking for multiplication this year. Amen. And this scripture is telling us where it's going to come from. It's going to come from His Spirit. And it causes us to walk in His statues. It causes us to keep His judgments and to do them. He said, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you from your uncleanliness and I'm going to call the corn and I'm going to increase it. And listen to what verse 30 said. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree and increase the field that you shall receive uh, no more reproach of famine among the heathen. You know what I'm believing right here right now? When we will let him create something new in our hearts and we will let him put his spirit on the inside of us, it will cause us to, to look at these insignificant things are not necessarily sin, but accumulated together. It becomes what Hebrews 13 and 1 says, casting aside every weight that does so easy what beset you beset you from what? From the work that he's called us from to keep us from multiplying. I know I ain't getting no help with this right now but somebody need to hear me right now. We, we, we don't have a house full here but I'm trying to my best to preach to us how we're going to get a house full here. It's not going to happen by our spirit but it's going to happen when we let him put a new heart inside of us and his spirit because only by his spirit is going to happen and his spirit gets on the inside of us and it begins to cause us to walk in his ordinances then he said I'm going to bring you some corn then I'm going to multiply your fruit then when we start walking back in that place of his spirit instead of ours and we know and we know where that spirit's got to come from John and I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here with it I guess but John 3 5 and 7 we know the story Jesus said uh, Nicodemus come to him and said you know and basically Jesus said look you've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit we, we know that the fulfillment of that is Acts 2.38 when Peter said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and you'll, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We know that. We understand that. Or at least I think we do because a lot of times we walk around like we don't understand that. Because we walk around like we think that we, we can't operate. And I'm so glad, especially in this uh, cancel uh, culture that we got and people saying, well, I was born that way. 
Well, even if you were born that way, he'd still give you a remedy for it because he said, you can't be born again. Amen. 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 He covered it. Now, that's where that spirit operating on the inside of us is when God fills us with the Holy Ghost. And this is what we need in our church right now. This is what our young people need right now is a revival of the Holy Ghost. And I'm asking this church, anybody that, that, that may listen to the podcast later that's not here, I'm asking you to start praying, God, send a revival of the Holy Ghost to our young people. Send a revival of the Holy Ghost to our middle-aged people. Send a revival of the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, to the older folks. Because that's what we need is a revival of the Holy Ghost. Because we want real multiplication. We want real increase. Start reading the book of Acts chapter 2. After the Holy Ghost fell upon them, we begin to see the multiplication happen. How did it happen? Because His Spirit began to work in His people and His Spirit began to cause a, a stir among that area and that community, praise God. And the revival broke out. And this is what we need. And we, you know, oh, come on. I want to be honest with you. We need more than somebody getting up here saying la 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 TTT to uh, tie my shoe and all that kind of stuff we need somebody to get the spirit of God getting on the inside of them and then the fruit of the spirit praise God love joy peace all that stuff getting on the inside of you I don't care if you can stand up here and speak in tongues all night long if you speak in tongues 24 hours a day if you can't treat somebody right his spirit is not operating in your life and in order for the revival that we need to happen, just like Zechariah told Zerubbabel, he said, it's not going to be by your power. It's not going to be by your might. But it's going to come by His Spirit. His Spirit is going to be what's going to bring it. We need the Holy Ghost. We need a Holy Ghost revival. We, and I'm, again, I'm not talking about praying for somebody till we hear them speak in tongues. That is necessary. That is how we know they got the Holy Ghost. The Bible lets us know that is the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost. But I've seen people speak in tongues one time and we say they got the Holy Ghost. Yes, I agree. They spoke in tongues. So yes, they did receive the Holy Ghost. But uh, did you receive the spirit of the Holy Ghost that actually give you that new heart that actually causes you to walk in his ordinances and causes you to walk in his ways? When we get his spirit really working on the inside of us it causes a stir on the inside of our life it causes something to change and it causes the supernatural to happen because sister Janet when his spirit begins to work in this place and this is what we need brother Jake and him right now on their podcast is taking a walk through the uh, the gifts of the spirit we need them working in this place we need the gifts of the spirit working we need tongues and interpretation happening in our church because that shows the real signs of what a believer is he said these signs shall follow them that believe. And if we don't got them signs following us, do we really believe? Amen. I know that's a whole other sermon, but listen to me. We've got to understand tonight, we need His Spirit working in our church. We need His Spirit working the fingers on the piano. We need His Spirit working through the voice of the singer. We need His Spirit working in them drumsticks. We need His Spirit working in these pews. We need His Spirit working in everything that's happening in this church. Because if His Spirit is working and people walk through that door and they're hooked on drugs and they're, they're hooked on alcohol and they're, they're hooked on all the other substances out there in this world and they come in or maybe they've been abused all their life. When they walk through them doors, if God's Spirit is working, the first thing they're going to feel when they come through here is going to be love because God is love and if God is working his spirit is working in us that means his love is working in us brother Jimmy and when they come through that door there is no love like the love of God there's no love like the love of the father loving on you and letting you know that he loves and he cares about you and this is what we need when people walk through them doors it's not going to do no good by our might and our power to get somebody through these doors if we don't have his spirit to take and get a hold of them and keep them in this place. Amen. We need His Spirit. Yeah. His Spirit is what's going to bring the revival. His Spirit. Everybody say His Spirit. His Spirit. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 or chapter 2 and verse 10 says, But God hath revealed them 
unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. There's some deep things of God that we're not spiritual enough for God to let us have. And we need to get in some deep things. We need God to reveal them to us. And there's some things that's only going to be revealed by His Spirit. Revelation. Let me tell you right now, there's people in this city that still needs the revelation of the oneness of God. And it's going to come by His Spirit. There's family members of some of you sitting here today. They need a revelation of the mighty God in Christ Jesus. They need to know that Jesus is not the second person in the Trinity. They need to know that He is the mighty God in Christ Jesus. And that's going to come by revelation. There's people, praise God, they, they need the Spirit of God working through us to give them a revelation, hallelujah, that Jesus' name baptism is right. They need the revelation that that faithfulness to the house of God is right. Praise God. There's just general living, okay? He goes on to say, for what man knoweth the things of a man, say the, uh, the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Sister Janet, we don't even know the things that God really has for us if we're not letting His Spirit work in us. Now, now, now hear this. It is so easy for us to think God don't love us. God, God don't care for us. God's not going to do anything for us when we're not walking in His Spirit. Because when I'm walking in my spirit and I'm walking in my flesh, it's so easy for me to be sidetracked. It's so easy, Sister Janet, when, when I know you're dealing with some things in life, if you don't keep, and I know this one reason you're, you're trying so hard to stay in that spiritual place in your life. Because if not, if you're not walking in, in His spirit, all of a sudden it's real easy for other spirits to knock you down, right? So if we're walking in His spirit... His Spirit will let us know what He has for us. Amen. Now, let me, let me read the rest of this here. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. L let me read that again, okay? We, we need to hear that. But the natural man receiveth not the spirit things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There are some things that's only going to be spiritually discerned. And if God's Spirit is not working in this church, it's not going to happen. So I'm wondering today, how come the gift of Spirit are not working like they should be in this church? I wonder if it's because we're operating so much in our own Spirit and not in His Spirit. We've got to get back to His Spirit operating. And I'm wondering if that's why God's saying, you know what, I'll let people start coming back to the church again when we start operating back in I also let people start coming back to church again when you start operating in my spirit and you quit operating in your own spirit because your own spirit is just going to kill somebody. Your own spirit is just going to destroy something. But when we begin to operate and walk in His spirit, not in our power and not in our might, guess what's going to happen? We're going to have revival. There's going to be revelation. People's going to get baptized in Jesus' name. People's going to be healed. Marriages are going to be put together. Addictions are going to be broken because the gifts of the spirit begin to work because we're operating in his spirit and not ours Amen. but he that is spiritual judgeth all things yet he himself judged of no man for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ yeah. we've got to get the mind of Christ in our life I, I'm not going to be too much longer this tonight but I'm just I just feel in my spirit that we need to start operating again in His Spirit. Amen. We need to operate in His Spirit. Amen. Because I can't do it on my own. I can't force it. You can't force it. We can try it all we want, but we can't force it. We've got to have His Spirit operating in our lives. And again, I cannot emphasize this enough. 
His spirit is not just us saying la, 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 t, t, t. Or however you speak in tongues. Whatever language, heavenly language God's given you. That is not just His spirit working. Amen. His spirit is manifested with the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5. You can go there and it tells you the fruit of the spirit. All that stuff. Jake and them just went across that and, and the reality speaks not too long ago. You can go back and listen to it on the podcast or the, uh, uh, the live feed rebroadcast, whatever it is, you can go back and listen to it. Or you can get the Bible out yourself and you can study it and you can, you can search the biblical uh, meaning of all those things and figure out what all that stuff is. Because that is the fruit of His Spirit working. And if we got that in our church, we're going to have revival. Amen. We got His Spirit working in our church. It's going to draw some uh, ornery teenager out there that don't want to have nothing to do with mama, grandmother, anybody else, or anybody else in the world and bring them in here and turn them into a Doug Smith. Amen. Yeah. Somebody said, what do you mean? Y'all remember Brother Doug Smith, don't you? He was, you know what happened to him? He's up in the middle of doing drugs up in the attic of this house and God's Spirit dealt with Doug Smith right there in a crack house. What's, what can be any different than God is no respected person. If he can do that to Doug Smith or Ryan Neer that we love so much who also was on all kinds of drugs and everything else and we love Brother Ryan Neer, look what he is now. Some of you know Brother Jeff Arnold. He, he's an incredible preacher but let me tell you what, he didn't start off in the church. And God's Spirit can take somebody from the ballroom to the pulpit. He can take somebody uh, uh, that's, that's out there doing whatever, praise God, and put them in a Sunday school class teaching or put them on a platform singing and preaching and singing and playing instruments. And it only happens by His Spirit. And the only way His Spirit is going to work, we in this dispensation are God's hands, we are God's mouth, we are God's feet. And if in order for God to do the work that He really wants to do in this generation, in this time that we're living in, His Spirit is supposed to work through us. Hallelujah. And if we let His Spirit work through us, we will have a revival. Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1 through 3 says this. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having began in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Listen to the Living Bible when it says that third verse in Galatians 3. Listen to how it says it. How foolish, how foolish can you be after starting your... Um, Starting your life in the Spirit, are you trying to become perfect by your own human effort? And here's the thing that we're dealing with right now. We are having people who come in our church, God saves them. Alright? There's no doubt in my mind. God saves them. They, 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 they feel inspired to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And God's Spirit comes upon them and they're being filled with the Holy Ghost. They are speaking in tongues. But then they're walking away. And this has to be a place that you and I has to bridge the gap for them between, uh, between heaven and earth. We have to become that person who steps in the gap for them and begin to love them and show them how God's Spirit really works in somebody's life. Because if we're not, we're leaving them out there to drown in this world and they're thinking, well, I got His Spirit. That's all I need. That's good enough. But in order for His Spirit to really work for us, we've got to understand that we got to let it override our human spirit and let it become the control. He gives us a new heart. That's what He said in Ezekiel 36 that I was reading ago that new heart that he gives us if you look that up that is a new mind and we can't have that new mind until praise the Lord we start putting some other things out of our world we, that, that goes back to what I was talking about a while ago a multiplicity of little things that we build up in our lives where we think we can't make it without a text message and we can't make it without a game every day we can't make it without checking Facebook and emails and, and Instagram and whatever uh, social media outlets that's out there and, and um, you know what we need to just push that stuff to the side and make sure that we're making time for God 
Hallelujah. Because if we don't, we're working in our own human operations and we're thinking, I'll get better. And, but it's only by His Spirit are we going to have revival in our church. Amen. And I'm hungry, all right? I'm not physically hungry right now. I'm, I'm spiritually hungry. Amen. I'm hungry for a move of God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry to see our young people doing something besides earbuds in their ears and looking at their phones. I'm hungry for for kids and adults alike that don't want to come to church Amen. not because we're bribing them with a gift card. We're going to keep doing that, okay? I'm hungry for somebody that comes in and their life is forever changed. A Patrick, when he finally walks back through them doors. Amen. And God fills him with a spirit from the head to the toe. And he's not the man that he was. Or a, or a Luke, Brittany, or a Sean, or a Lacey. I'm going to tell you right now, Lacey would turn this church upside down if God could truly get a hold of her. And y'all may be the key. Because when they see His, when she maybe sees His Spirit working in you, what's that going to do? And this is why this city needs to see His Spirit working through us. Because it's only by His Spirit are we really going to have the revival that we need in this place. His Spirit can bring a, a shy, backward Seth to the pulpit. And we think, well, how can that happen? Anything can happen by His Spirit. I, I, I echo what I, I said the other night after Jacob got done preaching. Uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the comment that was made to me about Marion being a hard place. But again, can I, can I echo what I said again? Is anything too hard for God? But the text is so beautifully preached about it uh, a week or two ago about, about the thing that God chooses to li limit and that is us. The only thing that will limit God's spirit is our spirit. And somehow we've got to learn to get that new heart on the inside of us and that new heart will allow His spirit to resonate inside of us where it will begin to multiply our lives. We'll begin to see corn in our crib and we'll begin to see our fruit begin to multiply. Because I want to tell you right now, what we're dealing with right now in this generation, in this hour, and you guys that be honest with me, it is absolutely beyond us. Yeah. This is what I've been praying lately, Brother Tex. I've been saying, God, I can't do this. I don't know. Matter of fact, I, I step back sometimes and thank God, uh, you know, this is a better crowd than what you've been having on Thursday nights, and I'm thankful for that. But, uh, uh, you know, I even think about some of the, our largest times and largest crowds. I, I think about 138 people being here on a record one time. I think, God, how did that even happen? That, that's beyond me. I'm, I'm just a... I'm just a little shy boy from the uh, uh, the uh, spoil banks of, of Charleston, Kentucky. That that <laughs> I don't want to get in front of nobody and talk. That's who I am. And I still feel that way so many times. I know some people seem to be so gifted and walk up to anybody, and I may, I may be better than others, you know, with, with in that area. But you know what? I see people just walk up and just start talking to anybody. It's it's kind of hard for me just to break out of my box and just go, "Hey, won't you come to my church?" It's not easy for me to do that. I'm being transparent here with you, but, but I know by His Spirit, Amen. it doesn't matter because when His Spirit begins to move on us and I'm looking at somebody on the other side of the restaurant and God's telling me, hey, you need to invite them to church or hey, you need to pray for them. If we can begin to let His Spirit work through us, see, because it's beyond us. That drug addict that's out there that, that I don't know how to deal with. I, I've, I've done some drugs in my life, but I've never been addicted. And, and I, I never, thank God, never liked alcohol. I, I tasted and never been drunk in my life. And I, but you know what? I, I don't know what it's like to be that. And, and I, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to, uh, to, to be dealing with some uh, uh, relationship issues. Me and Sister Cheryl have been married ever since. It uh, seemed like since we was born, you know. 
So this stuff is beyond me. And it's beyond you. And the only way that we're going to be able to, to see the revival that God wants in our church is the fact that it may be beyond us, but it's not beyond God. And, and, I, and maybe it's taken a little bit out of context, but you think about uh, the Scriptures in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 35 and 37. I won't read them. You can write it down and read it yourself later. And I, I am fixing to close if somebody wants to come play. Uh, and and the David... Saul was after David. So David finally figured out that Saul was really trying to kill him. And David and Saul's son, Jonathan, they were, they were best friends. And Jonathan said, David, look, you know, you leave for a few days and, and I'll kind of figure out where dad's heart really is. And, and uh, long story short with this, Saul got upset because David wasn't there, got upset at Jonathan because... Saul thought, well, you're picking David over me, and, and really he was. And uh, he got upset, even throw, tried to kill his own son. So they'd made a, they'd made a pact and said, look, uh, if I come and I shoot the arrow beyond the young lad, you'll know, that, uh, you'll know that dad's favor is not for you. So Jonathan shoots the arrow beyond. They had a young lad that was retrieving the, uh, the arrow, and, and David... Uh, the, uh, Jonathan shoots that arrow beyond the lad and he cries out and said, it's beyond you. And in essence, what he was ended up telling, he was really sending a message to David saying, look, David, this thing is beyond you now. My, my dad, Saul, is really trying to kill you. And it, this is beyond you. You need, to, you need to run. You need to go because you can't handle this on your own. And I, and I, I feel that right now. Us as a church... I feel that we're we're feeling that weight upon us. We're, we're looking we're looking around because we we know what it's like to run a good crowd every Sunday. We know what it's like to have all kinds of kids in here to the point that people's like, "Wow, y'all got too many kids." I don't know how you can really have too many kids. I, mean, I guess maybe it can drive you crazy. But we're looking around thinking, "Oh God, we got people's not coming faithful like they should, and, and we got people's just life is is really." bombarding them when we're thinking now we got this crazy pandemic and we don't feel comfortable with knocking on doors and uh, we don't feel comfortable maybe inviting somebody to church and, and, and this and that we're thinking how can we do this I want to tell you church it's beyond us it really is beyond us we can't do it on our own and that's what Zachariah was telling Zerubbabel Look, it's not by your power. It's not by your might. But it's going to be by His Spirit. Actually, the Lord is speaking in, one per in the first person. that said, it's by my Spirit, just said the Lord. But I'm telling you, it is, it's beyond us. But it's not beyond God. I believe with all my heart there's going to come a time where we're going to have young people that's on fire for God. Sister Janet, you're going to have to get here early to get up front and get your spot to worship. Or you might have to be crowded back a little far. I believe that with all my heart. Somebody says, how's that going to happen, Brother Lord? I don't know. It's beyond me. But I know His Spirit wants it. This is what I do know. There's a lot of things I don't know right now. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to transpire. I don't know if it's going to be something that can happen quick or something going to build up slow, but I know it's going to happen. I don't know how, but I know it's going to happen. Because He wants it. He wants it. He wants it bad. The question is, do we want it? And I believe you do. I believe there's people here tonight I believe there's some that's not here tonight that'll probably listen to this by way of podcast. You want it too. We want it. But we feel like we're stuck and we don't know how to get there. Listen, folks, the only way I know how to tell us this, it's beyond us, but it's not beyond God. And we're just going to have to turn back to His Spirit. We're going to let Him, we're going to have to let Him again give us a new heart. I read it to you earlier in Ezekiel 36. A new heart will I give you and a new spirit. That You look that word hard up. Again, it's a new mind. 
I'm calling on us. This is the this is the backbone of our church right here. There's a couple that's not here tonight for various reasons that can't be here. But you that are here tonight, you are the backbone of this church. And I'm calling on you to let God put a new heart in you. Brother Orton, I got that a long time ago. Well, maybe it's time we would get up a new heart. Because I think it's time for, for us to, if it takes it, get you a journal. And I want you to map out your time. How much time? If you would do it one day, every one of us would be shocked at how much time we're wasting. And we say we have no time to pray. We have no time to reach. But what would happen if every one of us... I know I might be meddling right now, but it's okay because I'm pastor. And let me meddle for a moment before we before we get done here. Let me meddle for a moment. I want you to think in your mind right now how much time you spend on social media, television, and games on one day. I would dare say the average person in here between newscasts and your binge watching and your social media scrolling and just your mindless acts of games or whatever, I'd be guess that the average person in here is anywhere between three hours to six hours in this building what would happen if we gave a tithe of that time to prayer it would shake this world come on where's my Matthews out there what's six times let's say if it's six hours six times six huh what's that Six times sixty. Six times sixty. Six times sixty. Three hundred sixty. What would happen if you spent thirty six minutes a day praying? That's ten that's that's ten percent of that six hours that you may spend on whatever you're doing. Maybe you're already doing that. I don't know. What if we reverse that? We just had 36 minutes on that stuff and the rest of the time we spent in godly things. What if we split it in half? Maybe it's just maybe you just spend three hours a day on that stuff. What happens? We split that in half and we take half of that and we have an hour and a half in praying and studying. What what if we what if every one of us just took thirty what if every one of us took fifteen minutes a day just to get on our face and do nothing but pray for the loss of this city? Pray for the loss that, that is associated with this church. You know what that means? That prays for the lost children. And you know what? We can name so many of them right now. The, the lost mamas and daddies and brothers and sisters. If we spent every one of us anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes doing nothing but praying for the lost and the cold and different in this church. I guarantee you in a month, His Spirit will be doing something in this church that it will amaze everybody around us. So I'm calling on us. It's beyond us. We can't do it. We can't knock enough doors. We can't probably teach enough Bible studies with some of this stuff. But let me tell you what. We can pray and we can get a new heart and we can have a new spirit begin to work in our lives. I'm done calling us to find a place to pray tonight. And I, I'm, I'm asking us to be honest with God and say, God, I want your spirit to work in me. God, will you let your spirit because we need his spirit. Can we seek God, seek his face? Jesus, we love you. God, I need your spirit. Help me, Jesus.